0: Hi guys, Candace here. So glad to get to spend a little bit of time with you today on The Good Day. Here, we'll focus on finding grace in our ordinary days. We'll learn good days don't just happen. And even more, a good life doesn't just happen. There's a choice involved. Join me as we learn how to develop the discipline and cultivate a heart that seeks strength, joy, and peace and finds rest in the good day, one day at a time. So today we are joined with Todd Isburner and Wendy Pett. So glad that y'all are here. So tell us just a little bit about yourself, life in Minnesota, and, and how you like to spend your days.
1: Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> that
2: Depends on the season. Oh, <laughs> yeah. How we
1: like to spend our days because our days are uh, they're planned out, uh, mm-hmm. and as uh, people who are planners know... Once the, uh, once the tyranny of the urgency sets in, <laughs> you're on for the ride of your life. And that's our days.
2: But I like to be outside as often as I yeah. can during oh, yeah. those days because I like to get out for a walk. I like to go and uh, just trim my flowers and just really make the most of the summer um, because it's so short here in Minnesota.
1: So Wendy is... a. Still becoming a Minnesotan, you might need well, to know that. because I am
2: a Texan at heart. You know, when, seriously, <laughs>
1: any Texan you ever run into who was born and raised in Texas always a Texan. will always say, I'm always a Texan. <laughs> and
2: I've been here 25 years. Yeah, you is, see that, Candace? is that you,
1: Candace? Yes. <laughs> so I'm curious, when you get back around your... People, uh, d- does your accent really start to set back in? Like you go back to that y'all good Texan y'all. accent?
0: Yes. You know, I've yeah. learned uh, it's definitely dropped the y'all as much as it used to be. But yes, it does. And even people around here, like I don't think my accent's that strong, but I have people tell me they hear it very clearly. So, and then I have others who don't. And so um, I've even had someone think that I was from Southern California. I'm like, I don't know how Southern California and Texas <laughs> <laughs> really come together. But I guess it's in just a few of the words I say it might be drawn out. <laughs> That's
2: funny. That is funny. Yeah, but we um, we enjoy Minnesota. It's a great place to raise a family, and um, Todd has a family, I have a family, and we have a blended family. Mm-hmm. And so we're very grateful that um, God is in our story. It's his story, and how he redeems and he restores, and he is the one that gets the glory in our lives, and um, yeah, just just grateful.
1: I think Wendy and I both feel like we've lived uh, a few. Multiple lifetimes. Lives. <laughs> <laughs> you know because of our story, the way, the way it has progressed in life, that uh, you look at that season in your life and go, "Wow, that was interesting, and God, <laughs> you were in that season of my life, even uh, more so than I realized at the time. And then you get to a stage and you're able to look over your shoulder and you realize, you know, God is this amazing way of pulling together his tapestry of life's circumstances and events to actually make a beautiful picture out of it. But it doesn't seem that way at the time.
2: Sometimes it just makes zero sense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I I totally agree with what you're saying and like how we can't always see his hand, but looking back, we do. And I don't think beautiful things just happen. I think it must be formed. And so last time we were chatting, you were talking about how God just surprised you both with your relationship. And so I'd love for you to just kind of tell that story again. It's almost, I don't know, like a kid asking for a bedtime story, you know, you're just like eager to hear it. And I feel like that's how heaven feels whenever we share our stories. Just kind of leaning in the joyful anticipation to hear it, but also those hard moments, you know, that even those are, they're anticipating that because that's when God's glory is shining through our weakness. So yeah, yeah, can you tell your story? More. Once upon a time, yeah, <laughs> a time. yeah. <laughs> the
2: bedtime story. A long, long, long time, time ago. ago, even longer for me.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, you can start with yours first. Really? Yours is longer. Yeah, ago it is. Than okay, my. all right. Okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna give. It. I,
1: I'll I'll do the front end before I met Wendy pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. I was uh, I was born and raised here in Minnesota in a small town, uh, with a great family, mom, dad, brothers, sisters, and um, you know we had just a great appreciation for our our faith, even though. Um, When I was uh, in my teens, I left the faith. Uh, We were raised in the Catholic Church, and it really was a wonderful experience for us. But when I got off track, I really, really got off track, and I messed my life up royally. And God was able to reach back into my life and get my attention when I was 25 years old. I was going through a very, very painful divorce, lost my wife to another man, uh, had uh, two little girls, and uh, just wasn't quite sure how in the world I was going to be able to manage life. But... That was the point in time which I really, really surrendered my life. And when God came in, uh, he completely transformed everything, starting with the way I could think. My mindset about everything changed. My whole worldview changed. Uh, My understanding of who God is and what he did for us took on a whole new meaning. It went from my head down into my heart. It became very real. The meaning of what Jesus did on that cross completely transformed me in that moment and for the rest of my life. And so from that point on, I'm a single dad. I'm raising a couple little girls, uh, kind of co-parenting. Went to seminary because I thought, well, God, there must be more that I could do for you to show my gratitude for what you've done in my life. So I was working full-time, going to seminary, part-time raising two little girls. And uh, yeah, and life was really uh, pretty crazy busy for me. But all, but all the while, I could see God's hand uh, moving moving me along into a direction that, that he'd pre-planned for me. So I ended up forming a company called Share Media. And our company worked with Christian radio stations and other nonprofits around the world. And I did that for over 40 years. And during that period of time, after I had uh, kind of finished off raising my daughters, I, uh, I ended up in, uh, wow, <clears throat> we're really going to go deep on this. Go, ahead, go
2: yeah, ahead. But it
1: is the story. I ended up in another marriage after being single for 10 years, and, um, and uh, you know, I wasn't paying close enough attention to God um, in terms of who I was marrying. That was a very challenging, painful marriage that uh, went for 20 years, and... Uh, 23 years. Yeah, well, 20 years, actually, but we engaged for three years, <laughs> so uh, we, we uh, yeah, it was, re- I learned more about unconditional love than you could ever learn. From any book, any course, any mentor, you live life and you commit to love the way God told us we need to love unconditionally. And so we had a very, very difficult time. Um, and uh, my wife was tremendously handicapped by um, all kinds of mental problems and
2: addictions and
1: addictions and the kind of thing that just can destroy a life. And it was painful to see uh, her life being destroyed. And uh, we ended up divorced. and. Uh, In fact, she just passed away here a few years ago just from, uh, you know, all of the the, the challenging things that her body had to go through. But I was single again, and uh, I just said, Lord, you know, here I am in this spot. I've learned a lot, and uh, I thank you. You're still using me, and uh, if you have something else in mind for me as far as another marriage someday, I'm open. So a few years later... I, I met Wendy.
2: I showed mm-hmm. up in the picture <laughs>
1: completely, not expecting Blind-sided. anything. I mean, both seriously, of us. we were both. Well, you <laughs> want to tell the story of how we met?
2: Yeah. Well, before we go there, I'll tap into. <clears throat> yeah. You, um, obviously, well, not obviously, but I do have um, a son that's 22. So I was married in a previous marriage before um, we had met in Texas, and six months after we got married, we moved to Minnesota. He had a job transfer, uh, and I was—I uh, didn't realize at the time, but I was very um, I felt very lonely. I felt very resentful, bitter. He moved me away from my family and friends. And it's not his fault. That's what you do when you get married. You, you go with your husband. And I just really wasn't in a place of fully understanding and knowing God in his depths and, um, and really seeing that for what it is. And we really just um, unfortunately grew apart Uh, and it was just, it was tough. It was really tough, and we're friends today, and in fact, Todd and I, or Todd uh, and and Chris are are friends, but it it was just a really hard season, and it it just proves how um, unhealthy and negative emotions can send you down a different path of thinking when really, um, it could have been mended and fixed, but nonetheless, I, um, we were, we were separated and then divorced, and it was about eight years that I was a single mom. And um, my son was, I guess, about three or four at the time that we got divorced. He's now 22, but eight years, single mom. And uh, and then I met Todd, and I met Todd in Nashville, Tennessee, at the NRB, National Religious Broadcasting. And I was there for television. He was there for radio.
1: Yeah, and, and I, um, I mean, I was about my <laughs> business. She was about her business, and a friend of ours said, uh hey, uh, you guys need to meet each other because you're both from Minneapolis, St. Paul. I was like, what? Yeah.
0: Oh, really? yeah, so interesting to hear your story and hear just truly how the beauty has been formed over time and even out of the mess, out of the upheavals, the things that we didn't want to go through. Then God's brought you into you know, this beautiful place to share together. Um, a couple of things that you mentioned, you know, Todd, I heard you talk about like connecting your head and your heart and how that was a pivotal moment for you. And then the thing that, then Wendy you mentioned was the emotions how those negative emotions can spiral and lead you to this place and so kind of dive into more of that and then like the breakthrough that you've experienced to get to where you are now
2: well I I will say that when I was single I was trying to fill that void of that loneliness that resentment all that stuff I was feeling I was trying to fill that void with um, just people around me and And Mm -hmm. hanging out with people that maybe I shouldn't have been hanging out with. And just whatever. Just wasn't being as responsible as I could or should have. And I literally um, met the Lord on my steps in my apartment. Um, I remember um, I was out with some friends. And we were out at a restaurant. And we were probably drinking and then going off to dancing. I mean, I don't know at that point. We were just, you know, having quote unquote fun. Not Not uh, the kind of fun I have now. (laughs) Um, But it wasn't the most godly fun, but yet in our eyes it was fine because I was a Christian at that point. And I think that I want to make that clear because there's a lot of people of the faith that think um, they have, um, how do I say it, that they are in the zone with with the lord and really um, sometimes we have to take a step back and see if our actions are really in alignment with with his will for our life and anyway long story short i'd come home after an evening of being out and i remember coming home to my town home and i shut the door behind me and the the silence that i experienced was deafening it was so heartbreaking it was such a, a time where i just felt distraught and i felt out of control and just sad beyond sad, and I, I was heading up to my bedroom, and I collapsed on my stairwell um, up the stairs, and I just cried out to God, and I said, God, I need you. I, I just need you. I don't know what to do. I don't like feeling this way, and I really um, went into a bit of depression for about three days, and I heard his voice say, get up, and I heard that a couple times, and I really just knew that that was the voice of God, and it was time for me to get up, repent, and turn away from all the ways that I was thinking and doing and to get on his path. And so that's really what opened the door, if I will say, to even the opportunity of meeting someone so amazing as Todd. Because if I were still going in that direction, we would have never crossed paths in the way that we we cross paths. Yeah. So God is faithful.
1: Yeah, when we both kind of pull back <clears throat> and look over the years, and I mentioned earlier, you know, I feel like I've lived several lifetimes, we both do. Um, I'm always still... I'm amazed at the sovereignty of God, his ability to control things when we're not even aware of it. I'm amazed at the grace of God Mm -hmm. that protects us. I'm amazed at the mercy of God. Uh, I mean, when I received the Lord, I felt like, God, I don't understand. Why didn't you squash me like a bug? Because I was so arrogant and proud. How could you be so full of love and forgiveness and grace and mercy to have put up with that? And this is the thing that we really keep driving home to ourselves and others. God is a God of love Mm -hmm. and mercy. He has a plan, and he has a purpose for your life. And if it isn't going the way you want it to go, there's a possibility that you're making wrong decisions, and you are not fulfilling the plan that God has for you. We make our own plan. and uh, Well, in an essence, too, we... We sort of put ourselves in the position of being the god of our life because we want control and we think we know what's best,
2: and, and we it, don't. <laughs> yeah, and it's not
1: until we are humbled and then willing to take a look at things that God is able to really start to to get his
2: to his plans
1: accomplished through us. Yeah, yeah. speak yeah, yeah, to yeah. us. Yeah.
0: Last time we were talking, you know, Todd, you mentioned that you do feel like the two of you are soulmates, and yeah. um, but you are very different, and yeah. I think that's something that kind of our culture doesn't see that way. You know, that if we're soulmates, it's that very romantic view. And the you know, we see eye to eye on everything. We load the dish, the dishwasher the same way, forks oh, up, no, we you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, holidays are a breeze. Like I don't yeah. I think likely no one ever has said that, you know? Um, and so I'd really like for you to kind of shed some light into that too and speak to it. So what does it mean to be soulmates in, still how differences what does that look like hmm.
2: yeah
1: well when Wendy and I met I mean I there was a, there was an immediate attraction and it was both inside and outside for both of us
2: you actually hired me and
1: then yeah I hired her because <laughs> yeah seriously because I, of
2: what I teach with my visibly fit program yeah it was fascinating was fascinated, her, her by program, exercises I did, yeah I did yeah. all
1: kinds of different things you know strength training with weights and body weights and all that and she's got this visibly fit program that uses kind of moving isometrics. And I was yeah. fascinated when she was telling me about this in Nashville the first time we met. And it wasn't but a few weeks later, um, we, my daughter and I hired Wendy to come train us. And during those five weeks of training, we could feel this attraction growing. Um, mm-hmm. But
2: there were googly eyes. as There we were, yeah, we were told. <laughs> googly eyes. we were told. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but it didn't make sense because honestly, no. our age difference um, is is more of a spread than yeah. what what either one of us are used to, um, and, or, and, and or, or or even the world around us is used to seeing. And so, um, it, it took a, a while for us to even come to grips with understanding. Wow, is this is this is this real or is this, this is just so odd? <laughs>
1: but that's, where, that's where, back to your you know, your question about soulmate. Yeah,
2: that's spirit
1: where that, mate. Yeah, that, that's even better. Yeah, spirit, spirit mate. Made. There was just something that so connected our souls together and we weren't expecting it. We were not looking for it. I will say this. I, I'd, I'd said to God, previous to meeting Wendy, that if you do want me to marry again someday... Uh, here's what I need. And I literally, I put a list together, like <laughs> 25 smart. things on this list of things that I thought were going to be really important. And number but one, you forgot
2: is sh- to put the age down.
1: Well, I did. <laughs> I, yeah, totally forgot that. Uh, but, so apparently it didn't matter. Um, <laughs> the number one thing actually on both our lists was that person has got to be completely sold out to God. Jesus has mm-hmm. to be number one in their lives, period. And that was the number one thing that attracted one to each other. As soulmates, I just, I loved her faith and her trust and her love for God, and I think vice versa. Oh, for sure. And that's what brought us together. The, the other things, just that soulmates experience is, it, it's like you know what the other person is thinking, <laughs> and you can become very comfortable around that person, showing that person every part of you without worrying that they're they're going to go away because of it. So I, I could be honest with Wendy about everything in my life. And likewise. And same thing for Wendy. Yeah, and
2: there was no judgment.
1: No, there was wasn't. There was just this, um, yeah, this this appreciation for what each other has been through mm-hmm. and an ability for our, our souls to connect. Like, she'll finish sentences for me to this day. It's like, <laughs> she's always going to say that, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we,
1: we You know, the things that are most important for compatibility – from a compatibility standpoint are the things that she and I are most connected on. And the other things like you mentioned earlier like loading the dishwasher whatever it might be I always have to uh, rearrange
2: the dishwasher yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not loaded correctly in my mind.
1: If we were if we weren't attached in our uh, in our souls and our spirits the way we are, that stuff would start, you know, to yeah. bug us.
2: And we've been together almost 15 and a half years. Yeah. We'll be 9 years married in December and we dated five and a half years. We courted, uh, he courted me for five and a half years. And I must say it was a godly, pure courtship. And that's five and a half years. If you can imagine of two people that have been married before to make a commitment to God, to do this right. Um, I I don't say that to brag. I say that because God is, is amazing. He gets the glory in that because that, that was not easy. I must say, no,
1: you know, but, God says, he who honors me, <laughs> I will honor. And I think God has really honored us in our marriage as a result of it. Now, there are times where we're not going to see things the same way. But again, because of this spirit-soul connection, we can move through those things. And nine times out of ten, nine and a half times out of ten, We end up laughing about the thing that had irritated us. Yeah, (laughs) It's it's so refreshing to be free enough to not have to hold on to be right about something, but instead to turn it into something that's just like, this is just so stupid. And we (laughs) do. We
2: laugh about it. The five and a half years of us um, dating wasn't because we wanted to just prolong the dating. We were ready to, you know, get married after a year. But there was some family dynamics that that um, weren't really approving or understanding the relationship. And, and I totally understand. I mean, if I put yeah. myself in their shoes, I have compassion. I understand. So that was the, the friction, and that was the hard part. Yeah. And finally, we, we really just had to take a leap of faith. And it was hard. It was hard, but we had to trust God. Yeah. And Todd literally, um, two days before we were to get married in Florida, he had said to me, "I I don't know if I can do this," and I said, "Okay, bye bye." <laughs> At that point, I I was like, "I have given five and a half years. I, no more. You, you either know or you don't, and and you either trust God or you don't. But I, I can see it for us. I can see it for our family. I know everyone will be, will be restored and healed. Like I can really see the vision." And he Which wasn't there. Which I can say because yeah.
1: this is what attracted me to Wendy. She has such strong faith. She can see things. Differently that I can't see, my mm-hmm. faith is not at that level. So I couldn't see what she could see, like a restored family and everything going good. I just saw like, oh my gosh, it's over. I'm going to lose my family and I'm going to lose. My- it's just not going to be good. So um, she did. She said, okay, well I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but you have to do what you have to do, and I have to do what I have to do. So,
2: but I will be bye-bye. going on that uh, cruise that that um, <laughs> that we had booked yeah, for like, a honeymoon. What? I will be doing Seriously? that without you. I deserve it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So but but now, you know, just as Wendy could see years ago, our family is restored. <clears throat> we so. we walk in love. We're we're grateful and appreciative of everybody in the family and uh yeah. and just as a family unit a unit, we have tremendous strength. Mm-hmm. Uh and that, that again was one of those unexpected things that you've you've gotta walk by faith, honor God in everything you think, do and say yeah. and he will honor you.
2: Yeah, I do believe that God is really in the heart business sense of our emotional and spiritual hearts, and, and understanding forgiveness and, and love and kindness, and, and all that God is. And so um, it, it was just a beautiful time of, of understanding what's really important and um, forgiving uh, one another. And it just has, has blown over like that has never happened. And we have been a family unit mm-hmm. uh, really strong since. So yeah, I know that Much there's a lot
0: of people listening and they're looking for breakthrough in their life maybe with a relationship maybe there's been brokenness in a career or you know with a health condition or financially some you know lots of different areas that we might be praying for breakthrough and to see from your story that holding on to faith that there's a lot of trust in what you cannot see to then experience that breakthrough and so what encouragement would you give someone who is, you know, whether praying for their own breakthrough or praying on behalf of another and standing in the
1: mm. gap, looking mm. for that breakthrough in there. That's a great question.
2: I would say God is able. Nothing is too big and nothing catches him by surprise. Mm. He is able. So where do you put your trust? Are you going to stay stuck in fear and be stagnant and paralyzed by that? Or are you going to move as the Spirit would have you move in obedience and trust and and, and just go for it. Life is a precious gift, and it is a, um, an opportunity for us to get closer with him. And so the more we trust him uh, with our everything, the more things will, will go according yeah. to his plan, and we'll be at peace.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to say something that probably uh, at first isn't going to make sense, but I promise it does. <clears throat> and that is just just embrace the difficulty that you're going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally embrace it. Don't run from it. Don't fight against it. Literally embrace it because God has something in it waiting for you. You wouldn't need a breakthrough if you weren't going through something either painful or some transition you didn't understand or you didn't like. And that's the setup for the breakthrough. But the breakthrough will come more quickly if you stop resisting and fighting and embrace whatever problem or trial or, or circumstance that you're in right now that doesn't seem to make sense to you. Embrace it and thank God for it and say, God, thank you. You're going to use this. You're going to use this to bring me to another place that I can't see, but you can. And I trust you fully for that. So throw your arms open wide, wrap it around that problem, embrace it, and say, thank you, Lord.
2: I love it. I love it. That's so true. It's good.
1: (laughs) In hindsight, I wish I'd have done that in a better job more (laughs) quickly.
0: Yes, it makes me think of James, and he said, consider it pure joy when you face trials of any kind, and that's exactly what you're saying, just wrap your arms around it, lean into it, Lord, teach me everything you have to teach me right now so that I'm prepared for what you have for me, so, so good, but before we go, um, I'm on my own journey of just trying to overcome fears and, you know, get out of my comfort zone, that's a breakthrough in my own life, and so I've even started a YouTube channel to just hold myself accountable. It's called Let's Try That. So I'm always trying new things. So I'm curious if there's something, maybe you've tried together, maybe individually, but whether you failed or succeeded, doesn't matter, or something you've done or that you plan to do just for the fun of it.
2: Well, let's see. I mean, we do have our podcast called Your Biggest Breakthrough, which we have done together. And I don't know if we've failed or succeeded at it, <laughs> no, <we're still laughs> but we sure yeah. have fun. Yeah, we're in the
1: wait and see mode. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but
2: but we do enjoy it a lot. And um, we just like hanging out, which I think yeah. that's, I don't know. We will. Uh, we just like to hang just out together. Along that
1: same lines. I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll try things yeah. that stretch us. Oh, uh, like that.
2: YouTube channel that didn't work out so well? The YouTube yeah. channel that uh, <laughs> it stretches called, us. It was called that. The Perfect Couple, which was tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we, we've done a be, lot of things, there there but other we learned from all the experiences.
1: Yeah, physical adventures as oh, well. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, like uh, hiking and...
1: We'll that. try certain things that yeah. we're thinking, what are we doing this for? And then now we got to push through <laughs> it, whether it's, whether it's skydiving or, yeah. or or doing a ropes course and climbing a pole. I mean, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's, it's really good for us to lean other. into the things that we want to try not knowing we're going to succeed or fail in this. But just the trying of it for us is a win.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I think it just ties so perfectly into even just the breakthrough that, you know, like trusting what you can't see, trying something new, even though you can't see the outcome. It's just that physical way we can train ourselves to do that even spiritually.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, true. Yeah.
0: Well, everyone, thank you for listening. Let's choose to do more than just agree with Todd and Wendy. Let's put this mustard seed of faith that they've given us today into action. You know, Jesus wasn't just looking for his disciples to merely agree with him. He invited them to participate. And so let's lean in. You know, let's think of someone in our life who is needing a breakthrough and needs to be reminded that we serve the God who is able, like Wendy said, and let's give them share our stories um, because they are powerful when we share and give them some hope to believe for the breakthrough that they're needing. And the podcast is called Your Biggest Breakthrough. And Todd and Wendy, thank you so much for jumping on today. We're gonna thank have comprehension.
2: So <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate being here. Have thank you.
0: Let's find strength through the twists and turns of life as we hold on to God in the midst of it. Let's find joy through gratitude as we give thanks even while we wait for a breakthrough. May this gratitude lift our eyes above our circumstances and lead us to greater depths of peace so we can rest in His mercy, love, and kindness. The good life, well, it starts with a good day, then another, then another. Let's choose to live the good day, one day at a time.